The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. Welcome once again. Another uh, fantastic, fabulous, outstanding, superb, stupendous Saturday morning. Some good adjectives. I ran out of words there. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That's all I could muster. Yes, this Pretty is the good. Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Download the podcast if you haven't already. Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. It's a great listen. Uh, the show has been on for nearly four years now. You can get it wherever you get your favorite podcast be it Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Uh, this Golfy team is uh, an amazing team. They're all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, robgolfie.com. I was actually on the website this morning just seeing some of the bios uh, and some of the, uh, you know, the the great listings that you have. It's a fantastic yeah. website. It's really well done. Uh, recently revamped as well, so check it out, robgolfie.com. Call them anytime, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you have a topic idea for a future program or of a question you would like these two fine gentlemen to answer you can send us an email questions at robgolfie.com again questions at robgolfie.com we have a, a plethora of topics to get to today i'm not sure we're going to get to them all but we certainly want to touch on uh, some uh, key ones that uh, robbie had sent uh, just a few hours ago on on things that we should be tackling including i love the headline wait what's that on my lawn hmm. Uh, we'll also talk about Berlin and some of the uh, well interesting things that they are trying to implement or are implementing to control rents. Uh, a fascinating story in the capital of Germany. But to begin, what, we don't do this enough on the show, and I think we should probably do a little bit more of it from now and again, is there's so many different realtors out there in, in this community and other communities. Why should someone who is looking to sell their home choose the Golfie team? What do you guys do? What does the Golfie team do that others don't or don't do as well well for one experience um like i said before rick anybody can put a for sale sign on the front lawn and then just wait and see what happens but it's the behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't see and that's where that's where the value the big value comes in that's where the difference uh of you getting you know 99 percent of uh list to sell ratio on your home versus 97% or even 95%. That's the difference. And people don't see that. And it's funny though, like when people are investing a half a million dollars of their money into a mutual fund, they're looking, they're trying to find the right guy, make sure that he's got experience and this and that. But when it's a half a million dollar house on their, of their home, they try to find the cheapest guy yeah. that's handling it. And, and I'm not saying that we're expensive, but uh, what I'm saying is that we have 
uh, a lot of be- stuff that we do that a lot of other agents don't do. And I and I we've, we've got a list of stuff. And I can, uh, Matt, like if anybody wants to challenge me on that, no problem. We we spend a lot of money making sure that your house is exposed to the the, the widest reach of of the consumers out there, so that you do get uh, more people looking at it. But uh, but again, like, like I said, you know, um, we do a lot more marketing. We market your house. Um, and, and, and again, it's like, you know, we, there's a lot of realtors out there and 90% of them don't do that much business. They sell less than 10 homes a year. And, um, and then, uh, and then the, the 10% are the ones that are full time that are doing their job. And they're the ones that, uh, you know, that you should be working with. Mm-hmm. And like, like the golf team, you're, you're they, selling we're, hundreds we're in the top, of homes We're in the top 0001%. Yeah. We, we are in the top 0001%. And, uh. Um, and, and, and we didn't get there for no reason. I mean, you know, uh, we, we've, we've come out with results for uh, a lot of our uh, clients that have gotten great money for selling their house. We've negotiated great deals on when they're buying a house. Um, again, like we've got the tactics, the strategies, the, 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 the marketing, the, the education. We've got, we've got everything. There's like, again, you know what? 2% difference, us hiring us over the next average agent. It, on a half million dollar house could be ten thousand dollars more yeah. in your pocket yeah and it, if, if you if you you know want to you think you're saving ten thousand or or fifteen thousand by going with the part-time guy or or just the regular guy that doesn't have what we have to offer mm-hmm. um it's going to cost you it, it will cost you we've seen it happen many times we've seen people calling us after they made a deal and they realized they could have sold it for more and it's too late they're locked in they and they, they chose that, that person to represent them, and they got to live with it. You mentioned the behind-the-scenes stuff, the, the staging, the photos, the videos, the marketing. That's the stuff that you can see. That's the right? stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the staging. We do staging. We, we, right now, we currently have about 27 to 30 homes staged right now. And, that's, you know, like, and, that, and our staging is no extra cost. Like, that's part of our package. Right. So a lot of, a lot of people charge for that. That's an, an additional charge. So we stage a house. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and, uh, and the thing is other people will have to pay staging whether they sold their house or not. Hmm. So that's a lot of, a lot of things, but, but we've got a lot of analytics, uh, uh, through, uh, online, uh, our online presence. Uh, so when people are looking for homes, we're the first ones they see. So, yeah. and, and that's where you want to be. Rick, it's like going to a bookstore. Okay, not a bookstore. Sorry, not a bookstore. Do you still li- have those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, a library. That's the question. Do they still have those? <laughs> they still have libraries. So yeah. if you go to a library, yeah. there's thousands of books in there. There's mm-hmm. probably, you know, maybe 30, 40, 50,000 right. books. Which book is going to stand out for you to walk in and buy, uh, to, to, to sign out? If they, they still do that. I mm-hmm. don't know if you could still. Does anybody have a library card still? So anyway, so you want to know is the book that you want your book to stand out you want your listing to stand out amongst the 10,000 other listings that are out there and that's what we do for you it's like going to a bookstore which book uh, sorry bookstore a uh, library which book are you going to get you hmm. there's that one book is waiting for you which one are you going to pick right. and that's and that's that's the difference like you you got thousands and thousands of listings how are we going to put you in the forefront so they look at your house first amongst all the other thousands of listings? Right. And that's our job, what we do. When you're presenting to a prospective client, someone wants yeah. to put their home up for sale, they call the golfy team, 905-575-7700, say, hey, Rob, uh, we want you to come by the house, give us an evaluation, and you know, tell us you know, what we can get for our house, because that's the main question. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that 99 times out of 100, they're blown away on what 
is being offered in terms of all the services that you have as well. We have so much services. We got a 28-page um, uh, it's called uh, our marketing guide, and it's 28 pages we leave with our clients to show them everything what we do. And actually, we could have gone to 32 pages, and uh, it's just that the book was getting too big. <laughs> it's getting too big. Yeah, but <laughs> but it shows everything uh, what we do, um, and, and it's probably it's, I'd say it's probably about 98 to 9 uh, percent of everything what we do. We couldn't fit everything in there, but it it does show uh, exactly uh, what what we do and and what what benefits they have mm-hmm. uh, when they you know hire us to work for them and uh, hey the results uh, speak to uh, themselves golfy gets it sold robgolfy.com the website call them 905-575-7700 let's jump into our first topic of the day uh, the headline berlin is taking radical measures to control rents can it hold back the tide so uh, as the story goes there was a long lineup in the german capital uh, not too long ago it wasn't for a hot nightclub <laughs> that's what it says no, no it, nightclub here yeah no. it wasn't a trendy restaurant they weren't no. lining up for a concert or no. anything like that they were lining up to um, to see a simple two-bedroom, 600-square-foot apartment advertised for $820 a month. And this is apparently the That's norm cheap. in Berlin. And it is cheap, yeah, yes, yeah. definitely. If, so, if, if they put that same apartment, two-bedroom, 600-square-foot apartment up for 820 in Hamilton or Trump, there'd be a lineup there'd be the, corner the too. exact same lineup. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but go on, Rick. There's so... In November, uh, one apartment viewing attracted 1,800 potential renters. So here's what is going on in Berlin. Uh, The Parliament of Berlin uh, is approving a five-year freeze on rents and a price cap of 9.80 euros per square meter. It's about a dollar a square foot, which is incredibly cheap. Right. Um, It's going to save over the next five years renters 2.75 2.75 billion dollars uh, and here's some of the background of what's happening in berlin property values and rent prices in that city have exploded in recent years upwards of i think the number is 75 percent price hike yes over the last 10 years in brazil uh, by comparison uh it was 30 percent over the past five years so in those additional five years it's gone up you know, 45 additional percent which is unbelievable um, so more than two-thirds of the population, and this number stood out to me as well, more than two-thirds of the population of Berlin, which is 3.7 million people, rent rather than own. Wow. That is a lot of that, renters. That, that is. What's that going is about on a million, That is about a million and a half renters. Yeah. Here's another uh, interesting tidbit. Uh, Berlin is going further with its rent ceiling, which is slated to go into effect in nine months' time, and would apply to buildings constructed before 2014 to avoid discouraging new development. So basically, there's going to be a rent cap for a, a long period of time, yeah. five years. And, uh, I mean... And they're not promoting they're not promoting builders to build more well that's the thing it's going to stunt new building well, why it, would it, any builder want to build anything and nobody's going to want to buy investment properties to have more rentals available because you can only charge so much that's it it's yeah. uh it's, i think they're going backwards on this yeah one. see that's it's great for renters amazing yeah, for renters yeah, it, 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 but 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 look at the lineup for renters that's if you can get a place that's to rent. the thing too there's not going to yeah. be any new so rental what, availabilities what happens to a guy that he has to relocate his job 
and he's got to find a place to rent. He can't get it. Can't he's got to compete against 1,800 people. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of side deals uh, going on. Hey, listen, give this to me. Got to be. Yeah. I'll give you another 100 a bucks. A hundred or, bucks yeah. under the table, uh, and we won't <laughs> say anything to anybody. But one person is going to get that apartment. There's 1,799 others who That's are now right. going to the next spot. That's right. And then it'll be a line up there. Yeah. See, th- 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 Rick, there's a typical, typical situation there where the government gets involved now yeah but this is this is a result of 10 years of not handing out building permits or that's right not not pushing the development of the city and and you know if you look at germany in terms of their immigration it's very similar to canada's where Mm -hmm. they're they have a ton of new immigrants every single year upwards of 400,000 400,000 as of uh, as of 2019 well people need you know places to live if you're not going to push the envelope of of you know, pushing new development and pushing new rental suites and pushing new buildings. Well, where do you expect everybody to go? So mm-hmm. this is this is a, a, a result of what's happened the past ten years in Germany and and not you know not pushing the the envelope on on building new projects yeah. and and developing as much as Berlin's you know a, a, an incredible crazy city concrete sure. jungle already. But it's it's that's that's what it is. And, and now they're they're in a position where you know they need places yeah. to go they, they've been caught for and sure and that's why and that's why the, the the rental rates have gone up so high it's just it's just so competitive that people are are, are starting to you know where the cost of has gone the uh, according to this article the real estate industry and some economists in germany say there's only one real solution to berlin's housing woes and that's building more but I, then again if you're building more you're only going to be able to collect $820 a month or whatever right. the cap is, right? Yeah, and, and So it's just, really a catch-22. Yeah, so where's the incentive to build, right? Yeah, it's not there in Germany, no. that's for sure. Uh, when we come back, wait, what's that on my lawn? We'll explain when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Like them on Facebook. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, be it Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you download it. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, wait, what's that on my lawn? An interesting story from uh, this one online uh, reader who's uh, got, got a legitimate question. But back to the Berlin scenario, and if you missed our first segment, basically over the next five years, there's going to be a cap on rental prices in Berlin. Um, saving renters almost $3 billion over these next five years. But 
uh, investors, people who want to build more, are kind of shying away because they're only going to get so much for their, you know, the properties that they're going to build or invest in. Uh, and this is not going away anytime soon. No, no. It, it, like Phil was saying that they're, they're not promoting uh, builders to go in and build apartment buildings and and, and invest in, into the city. And now, like Phil said, this has been going on for 10 years. They should have started this 10 years ago. Yeah putting more apartment buildings in, more housing and stuff like that. Now, it's going to take them 20 years to even mm-hmm. to, to resolve this the situation. Well, because odds are, I mean, all these builders, I would assume, are going to wait at least a few years because after that five-year kind of ban on price yeah. increases, then they'll start, yeah. I would assume, yeah. opening up or at least starting to build some of these well, like, towers. Like, if we, if we bring this back and bring this exact situation back closer to home and bring it back to, to Hamilton, you know, we have a rental inventory problem right now massive rental inventory problem with, you know, rents that are some of the highest in the countries in comparison to where we were, you know, just a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in terms of coming back here, if you compare, compare the rental hikes and and compare the rent, you know, what's going on in, in Hamilton, yeah, there's a problem, but how do you combat that problem? The renters determine the market. Right, it's not it's not the landlords that are determining the rental the rental market. It's it's the people who are renting. If a landlord puts up a property for fifteen hundred bucks, and it gets you know taken right away, well, the one next door is going to go up for fifteen hundred, and the mm-hmm. one down the street is going to go up for fifteen hundred, and that's where the rental market hikes come from. It's it's the renters, right? It's not it's not the landlords who are determining the if if the if the property is up for fifteen hundred dollars and it's vacant for two months, well, he's going to drop his price to thirteen or right. twelve, and right. that's and that's 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 the difference. So, you know, we're seeing you know all time rental hikes because it's so hard to get into the market and purchase a house that everyone's renting, and 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 there's just there's no inventory for for people to go to. There's nowhere to go, and. There's people are having such a hard time to buy that the there's such an influx of renters. So the answer is to build more, to have build, more, build inventory. more, build more. You you control the rents. The rents come down. Um, the more the more availability you have. Same thing with same thing with uh, the detached or townhouses that are for rent out there. What happened was there was an uh, there was an abundance of homes that were landlords had. But what hurt that in the last five to ten years was, wow, I can get that much money for my house. Mm-hmm. Like, like the landlords had it, had the same tenant for twenty years, so that tenant is probably only paying nine hundred dollars a month, eight hundred dollars a month rent because he's been there for twenty years. Right. Landlord says, well, I'm not going to raise his rent because he's been a good payer and, and and it's fine, it's covering everything. And now the landlord's going, whoa, I can get four hundred thousand for this house that I bought for you know fifty thousand, you know twenty five, mm-hmm. thirty mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> so. He's selling, so the next buyer is going there, renovating it, and and it's a first time buyer buying it, renovating it, and now moving in. Now, now that renter has to find another place. Now they're now they have to look at places that are fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred yeah. a month. They can't afford Way it. Way more than what they've, they've been, been living on that same kind of payment plan, and uh, and it's and it's a struggle out there for a lot of people. It is. There's there's not enough homes for rent. Out there, they gotta still keep building. They gotta offer more uh, building permits to builders and keep it going. And and they, they and actually they have been doing it. Like Hamilton's been doing it there. Um, and but w- when it comes to apartment buildings, you can get a permits faster and there and you can build faster uh, uh, with that because there's not enough apartment buildings or enough apartments uh, for rent in Hamilton. But the the city of Hamilton is allowing that really yeah. quick. I know uh, in the past, and we had the mayor on not too long yeah. ago, maybe uh, just over a year ago. Uh, in terms of the 
number of people on the waiting list. And I think at that time it was like 6,000. I th- yeah. still think it's, it's hovering around uh, that number. Um, and that's for affordable housing. For the rental market, is there a magic number that you've heard in discussions? Is it 1,000, 2,500? Yeah, it's hard to determine because it's there's no way to track. It's a really it, right? fluid there's no, number. There's no right? there's no active yeah. list that people are on. It's right. just people in the market that are looking. But if you, in terms of you look at the vacancy rates in in terms of Hamilton apartments and rental suites, like they're the lowest. Yeah. They're, they're they're so low where where people are going and signing up for specific buildings and putting their name on on those buildings and, and the wait lists are long mm-hmm. and, and and people are having a hard time getting getting into you know getting into an apartment and, or, or getting into. A suite, and then and then even when they get in, it's it's like the, you know, from the time that they signed up on this list or, or to get in the the rental hike has has gone up so much that it's like you know I don't know if I can afford it anymore yeah. to to go into that specific suite or that suite. But the people who have been there for a while and and for a long time, where they're still paying a you know a relatively affordable or cheap rental rate in comparison to what the rates are today. Or or the going rate right now. Yeah. So if you're a builder, you want to build, but there's yes. a lot of red tape in front of you, right? Well, if you, if you're a builder building apartments, apartment an apartment building, uh, no, it, it's pretty fast track because they know there's a shortage of homes. Really? Eh? Okay. It's it's fast track. What builders a lot of uh, builders are doing is they're building them and then they're selling them because they because the rents are going to be high. The building value is going to be big. Yeah. So they they rent them all up. They get them all filled up, rented. And then they end up selling it to hmm. uh, some company that uh, that want like a real estate investment company, and uh, they'll buy the building off the builder, and then he's on to the next building. Wow. Yeah, interesting. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's tough out there for people that are renting. Definitely. Um, wait, what's that on my lawn? This is an interesting story. Um, I'll read a couple of the the, the first sentences, and then we'll uh, chew on this. Uh, opening my front door recently, I was greeted by several municipal workers digging a hole in the front lawn. I'm sure it's happened to our listeners who are <laughs> kind of uh, remembering uh, this uh, incident. Uh, many Canadian homeowners aren't aware that there's a portion of their property frontage, often the first meter or two from the sidewalk, that is city owned. Right of way allowing access for the installation and servicing of everything from sewer and electricity lines to utility poles fire hydrants traffic signage and more this is a necessary fact of life turns out that what i got was a large fluorescent (coughs) school safety zone sign topped by a brilliant yellow flashing light and solar panel it may now be possible to find my house from space so (laughs) so what was plunked on this person's front lawn on the frontage area uh, was this big sign to say hey school safety zone you got the flashing amber light yeah it gives you like your speed limit yeah one of those if you're going over 40 it'll start flashing at you yeah and then you got the kids running by to see if they can they can run over 40 kilometers an hour to make the sign flash exactly one of those and then and then you get the other kid who throws throws the baseball by the sign to see if he can throw hard or the snowball see if he can throw harder than than 40 (laughs) kilometers an hour so a lot of people have some good fun with those signs definitely is this a deterrent to selling your home if you have one of these on your more than just an eyesore Oh it, yeah, it becomes definitely. a well, becomes yeah. a serious health and safety issue. Yeah, no, <laughs> do you think so? Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. You know what it is? It's like it's like it's like going to a hotel and then you got that flashing red light there right by your window, yes. and then yeah, yeah. you can't uh, dodge that. But you know what? Come to think about it, Rick, they uh, they were digging around uh, my building on uh, Marklin and James Street. And there, so for about a month, they had all these. I had all these little flags uh, right around my my perimeter of, of my uh, property. Right. I, I didn't think anything of it. I figured the city's doing something. And uh, then they started digging this hole. I go, "What are you guys doing?" Oh, and they're putting. Uh, uh, they're replacing the telephone pole or the hydro pole 
right beside that one. So they're taking the old one out and putting that one in. But I didn't even think that they could put in uh, a flashing green yellow light like apparently for, so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be I got to pay attention more to that, but but yeah, it, it would be sad. Like how do you combat that? How do yeah. you how do you stop that? You can't. And it's, and for that homeowner to get that sign to now be moved, it's got to be a hassle. Oh, right. It's right? too sure. late now. For sure. Yeah. yeah like and the reason the reason why that sign's there is because the neighbor was complaining about everybody, you know, speeding. Exactly. But they would they didn't want that sign on their lawn. On their lawn. lawn. So, yeah. they, they, <laughs> so they requested that they needed a sign, yeah. but it had to be at one of the neighboring properties. For sure. That's but usually how it happens. What did right? the homeowner get a heads up? And I don't think this was mentioned in the article. And I don't think they, they got a heads up. Yeah. That uh, wouldn't the, uh, they get a letter or something yeah. in the mail to say, hey, well, this is happening? Y- you know what? It is on, it, it's their property. It's the city property. Like, like a lot of people don't know. Um, the, where the water, uh, uh, what do you call it? Shut off the water valve, main. The water main. That's where the property line is. So, um, like it, it's they really don't have a right. It's just they're the unlucky house that happen right. to be on the street that has that. Yeah. I mean, what you, what can you do? You just get a chainsaw and cut the sign down. Eventually, they'll give up and yeah. uh, let it go yeah. to another neighbor. I was at a, I was at a property yesterday in St. Catharines and. Beautiful concrete stamped driveway. Mm-hmm. Nice. This driveway could have fit eight cars in it. Massive driveway. Right. And uh, on the left side of the driveway, there's a there's about a four by eight foot area where it's just you know no concrete stamped. It was just like a poured your your typical poured brushed concrete. Mm-hmm. So when I went up there and I, I noticed it right away as as I pulled in and I went up to the to the homeowner and I said, hey, like you know, what happened with the driveway? And he he just looked at me, shook his head, <laughs> oh, no. and said. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he, he opened up and he said, you know what? The city had to do something with the servicing. Uh-huh. And basically he had cut up. He, his he, expensive he had, driveway. he had no, no, you know, he couldn't say anything, but they came in and cut up wow. the driveway and, and they thought they did him a favor by repouring it, <laughs> but it's it's just your typical gray concrete, and the rest is your your nice stamp kind of yeah. blue. Yeah, that's too bad. You know, charcoal. You know, with a with a little shine. It was incredible. It was a beautiful wow. driveway, and and now he's got a. He they did it in a way where he would have to cut out a, a large chunk and repour it again, just because they cut out a small part, right? So wow. it's just it's just a huge eyesore now, and he's just completely devastated. But that's he horrible. said the only way to do it is he's going to have to redo it this summer and and cut a cut out a big chunk and and repour it. Wow. And hopefully the you know over years, hopefully it weathers the same and, and it can match the same color. Yeah. But wow, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's well, uh, I mean we're very talking thousands of dollars. Oh, right? big time, like thousands. Yeah. Well, when I was when I was doing my driveway two years ago and. Um, our sidewalks are a little narrow, so so for the uh, sidewalk cleaners to come through, it, it they don't go on our street because it'll rip up everybody's lawns. Mm. So I I talked to uh, uh, the people at uh, town hall and uh, and I said, listen, uh, like I'm putting a new driveway. Is there anything I should know before? Well, it's been it's been uh, we we have it on 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 the system that we're we want to replace all the sidewalks, but. But other other things come up, so we never do it, and I, and I don't think they will do it because mm-hmm. of the cost uh, to replace sidewalks is too expensive on this right. street. Yeah. So I pray that my driveway is not going to get cut <laughs> up at the end. And uh, but uh, but that's a thing. Like you have to watch. Like if like if like you you spend all this money and you can and it and it costs you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's just when you think you've thought of everything to, to cover all your bases and cover, you yeah. know, you know cross something your T's and up. dot your I's. It's like there's something that's the smallest little thing at the edge of your driveway due to a service or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it can just, you know, yeah. completely flip, yeah. you yeah. know. The front of our house, we got a new sidewalk last summer slash fall 
because part of it, there was a massive crack right in one of the sidewalk planks, for right. lack of a better term. But they were doing it, and they were kind of going down the street, and I was figuring, okay, they're going to eventually get to our house because, yeah, it's got this massive, you know, crack, and all these other ones had the same thing. But there was no heads up to say, hey, we're going to be in your neighborhood. We're doing this, this, and that at these addresses. Yeah. It was just- They just come in and, yeah, and yeah. They start go. leveling. Yeah. Oh, I know. So I did know. you get yours done? Yes, and it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I thought- I thought the homeowner, if the homeowner cracks the sidewalk or does something to do, you know, alter the sidewalk, the homeowner has to replace that. It's not. Really? It's not on, no, it's only, not on the city. No, no, we've only had a couple, if it's a, no. Only if it's if you're building a new house, right? If you're building, if it's a brand new lot, or and you're building if you a house, put a, if your trucks crack the sidewalk, if there's an existing sidewalk there already, they take a deposit. Right. They take a deposit for damages of really? city property. But if you're putting in a pool in, and you have a tractor go over the the, the sidewalk, right? They take a deposit. I put three pools in in the last uh, 25 so years. So if you were to so damage the, the sidewalk. The homeowner. It's the responsibility really? of the homeowner. Yeah. If the, if the, and the and lawn and everything. They take The, the city takes uh, a deposit, and uh, and if it's not repaired, like even if it's a boulevard that you have to you know, have your mm-hmm. um, you know, bobcats go over yeah. and bring yeah, yeah. dirt back and forth. So they come and check and say, okay, it looks good. You're, you're going to get your deposit back. But a lot of times um, if you don't, if you don't repair it, then they'll have to bring somebody down to so, repair it. So we've seen some instances where the homeowner will be selling their property, their deposit's still at the city. Really? They still want to sell. And and you know, we, we're negotiating and saying, well, the homeowner has to fix the sidewalk. And and sometimes the homeowner will be like, Well, you know, they have my deposit. So, you know, if the if the buyer wants to fix the sidewalk, then they can get they the can deposit. Like you, you get through <laughs> you get into these little little negotiations about about sidewalks because the sidewalks completely chewed up in front of the house yeah, and wow. some people don't care about it some people are like you know it's just a sidewalk yeah. who yeah. cares if it's all cracked and bent out of shape well the new buyer wants it you know he wants a new he sidewalk. Wants, he wants a new sidewalk, sidewalk. It's a normal sidewalk and, and, and yeah so sometimes you get in these little things yeah. about the sidewalk and yeah. making sure that the sidewalk gets redone right well the worst thing is in the winter when you have to shovel it and now you have these dips and cracks yeah, yeah. And right yeah, shovel shovel hitting you're, you're, you're going yeah and you're putting the shovel into your stomach yeah, because you're yeah. walking along yeah. well and you know ice builds up in certain areas now i mean you're liable for your front portion of your house if someone slips That's and it's right. not it's not cleared uh, you yeah. can get and then if you have you know one of those big corner properties and you got to go all the way all around, the, way around. the property yeah you feel for some of those people sometimes yeah, yeah. well oh, maybe, yeah. maybe not all the time before we go to break here i got to read this uh at least a couple lines, and then we'll tee it up for our next segment here. Uh, homeowner finds body after buying foreclosed home in Maryland. This has to be the worst thing that you want to find. Well, I guess there could be some worse, but uh, the uh, a new owner of a Maryland house who purchased uh, this home at a foreclosure auction found a body inside. Prince George's County Police said the discovery was made Saturday morning in the town of District Heights. A woman with special needs, a 39-year-old, used to live in the house with her grandmother until the older woman died over a year ago. And the neighbor, who said he grew up across the street from the woman, added that a caretaker also stopped coming to the house in recent months. So obviously all the signs were there. But we'll get into a little more of this story when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram, Twitter, and check them out on Facebook as well. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you have a topic idea that you would like us to discuss on a future program, send us an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. Questions at robgolfie.com. So we were talking just before the break about this homeowner in Maryland who bought a house at a foreclosure auction and found a body inside. This happened in Prince George's County. A woman with special needs used to live in the house with her grandmother until the grandmother died over a year ago. The neighbor, who said he grew up across the street from the woman, added that a caretaker also stopped coming to the house in recent months, uh, saying we stopped seeing all traffic, so naturally we thought she was gone with the family. Uh, This person added that the house's utilities were turned off after the foreclosure. The neighbor said, I'm not sure if there was water in there, but I'm pretty sure if they cut the electricity, they cut the heat as well. And he also said, if we knew that she was still in there, we would have at least knocked on the door. We would have had uh, at least asked her, is, is everything okay? Police said they were waiting for autopsy results to determine how long ago the woman died. This is crazy. Well, this is sh- this is an auction. It, 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 it's an, at an auction. So the people should have did a walkthrough the day before or the morning bef- of. Yeah. Like, that. Th- this is the kind of thing, like, well... Was that well? Why didn't they walk through? Didn't they walk through the house? See, obviously not. Yeah, like so. I mean, like this person was there for a long time. It's like storage wars. Yeah. When you when you when you put the uh, bid on the uh, on the unit, and then whatever's in there, you get. Yes, that's exactly uh, yeah, what it so is. Yeah, it's I, a don't know, I don't know if I would ever uh, buy a buy a house like that. And I think people a lot of you know I think people do. I mean, because it was such a good deal. Yeah. And so now they they're going to have this stigma that there was a, a body that uh, that. Uh, you know. so, so here, two questions for you. Number one, um, obviously these people bought this home without ever seeing it, other right. than maybe a picture online to say, hey, yeah. right. this is what it looks right. like. Uh, how rare is that? Or is that increasingly popular in today's day of technology? You know what? It's rare. So a lot of people didn't do their job all the way through along when this, this house came up for sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the one thing, like the auctioneer didn't even do a walkthrough. Uh, and if they did, they just walked through it quickly and left, right, and they right. put it on the auction block. And uh, and I'm surprised that they didn't get a chance to do a walkthrough. Like, like uh, every one of our clients, we tell them, like, like you know, like, let's get in there the day before or even the morning of. Like, you want to know what you're yeah. getting. Like, we've had people, you know, you know re- change appliances. Hey, these aren't appliances that I bought the house with. So you can actually stop giving them the check because once you own, once you take possession. You own it. Mm-hmm. Now it's even harder. It, harder to get, get your money back for something that they, they did. So it's always good to go in the house the morning of the closing day or the night before. I had one, one, one person that changed all the, uh, all the light fixtures. They actually didn't even change the light fixtures. They just left the wires hanging. <laughs> wow. So like, if we didn't do a walkthrough and that, that closing would have happened, guess what? Now they have to go through the whole process of suing them. And, it, and it's, it's, it's a it's hassle. It's a big hassle. Yeah. We had one guy... Uh, we represented the buyer, 
and uh, they wouldn't let us into the house before closing. And I said to our clients, do not close. This guy is hiding something. Mm-hmm. We're not closing. And and he was hiding something. There was a lot of uh, stuff that he did in the house, uh, and he thought he was going to get away with on closing, and he didn't. And it cost that that seller a lot of money. So, so guys, to protect yourself, make sure that you do a final walkthrough the day before or the morning of, I'm telling you, that is going to save your butt uh, thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. The one of the uh, electrical, the fixtures, did, did the homeowner have to re- Yeah. They, uh, hook they, up the, the homeowner. homeowner the stuff? seller would have would have this, had to, to, to re- replace them or give a, you know, or, monetary or credit. Value. Yeah, or a credit. credit. Right. Yeah. So, so, so let's say, let's say the light fixtures were worth, let's say 2000 bucks. Well, guess what? We would ask for a five to six thousand uh, dollar a credit mm-hmm. on closing because of that. Now, that that homeowner that was selling it, like two thousand dollar light fixtures, used light fixtures. What are they worth? But now the buyer has the inconvenience of getting uh, has to get an electrician buy all new light fixtures. Sure, but yeah. I mean, he's going to benefit. Well, they're moving. The worst part about that is you're moving in. And you're in the dark, and you have like, no, yeah. you got no, you got yeah. no lights. Running up and down the <laughs> yeah. stairs with boxes, yeah. furniture, and everything it's else, tough. and, and you're tough. in the you're in you're in the complete dark. I, yeah. I, had, I mean, the way they do these auctions in the states is a little bit unconventional. Like yeah. it would be completely foreign to to us if we did that here. Like how our foreclosures work is usually the bank will contact us. They'll say, hey, here's the property. Here's you know you need to go check it out. Tell us what you think it's worth. Tell, tell us what you think it'll sell for and how long it'll be on the market. Mm-hmm. And then and then you go back and forth with the bank. It's like a, a week and a half, two week period. And then they ultimately tell you what you what what they're going to list at and and they, that, they they give you all the instruction in terms of yeah. you know when you're going to sell and, and and everything so you know when, but, when but, you work for the bank but the thing is if it is a foreclosure the banks they have a schedule a that's 20 pages oh, long yeah. so when you take possession if there's a problem that's it. Yeah, it tells but I mean, you, it's, you it's t- all it's all is. sight as seen. Everything as is. As they don't is. represent or warrant the condition of the property at all. Yeah. But, but but I mean, and and everything from enter at your own risk to everything. They they're, but, they're completely. But, but if, if there's a broken window yeah. the night before, too bad. Too you got to still yeah. take possession. Well, oh yeah, yeah, that's how foreclosures work. Second question on the dead body when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, both in studio with myself, Rick Samprin. Thanks for tuning in once again. RobGolfie.com is the website. 905-575-7700 is the phone number to call. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like them on Facebook and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. So we've been talking about this uh, home that was up for a foreclosure auction in Maryland. Uh, the someone bought it. There was a dead body inside for uh, uh, a period of time. They don't know how long. Autopsy results have yet to come in. But the other question I have is, when that buyer of this home ultimately sells this home, does that have to be disclosed? Hey, when I bought this at auction, there was a dead body inside. Yes. 
uh, a dead body uh, decomposing in this house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Right. Um, you know what? It, it, it. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, absolutely. You think I want to buy a house? I mean, the great thing is the whole house is getting renovated. So everything, what, wherever this body was, the flooring is getting right. taken yeah. out, and probably the walls and everything. But usually, yeah, I usually, would, would want to yeah. know. I would want to know because uh, I don't know if I would want li- to li- sleep in a room where there was a body decomposing, <laughs> and you wake up thinking in the middle of the night you see a shadow. All right. of a sudden, a tree it'll moving. W- it went on you your see mind. A tree sure. moving outside usually, your house, and there's yeah. a shadow with the moon reflecting. <laughs> on the wall, watching, thinking, watching too many, mo- too yeah, many videos, so. too many movies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like you're. Like, I've been you're, binging on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> so usually, when somebody asks, you know, should I have to disclose this or do I have to disclose this? And we get those questions a lot of the time. Yeah. Usually if you're going to ask that question you're in a position where like yeah you know you mm-hmm. know usually if that question comes across your mind it's better to disclose it than not disclose yeah because it. all the neighbors are going to come and oh and regard- so you, it's, i'm it's, surprised you bought this house this body was decomposing for eight months you know, you know what i mean sometimes you know that's that's at the worst of situations. It's pretty that's, rare. That's yeah. at the yeah. That's at the rarest of the rare situations i mean this thing's from maryland and it's making it back to the hamilton real estate yeah show. Yeah. yeah but i mean you know, something as little as, you know, you know, there's an oil tank buried in the backyard that we didn't take out or so, stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. there's, you know, you know, we just filled in a pool and we put grass over top, like stuff like that. Right. A lot of, you know, those are those are your questions that, that a lot of people might have. And, there, and, yeah. and a lot of times it's, it's yeah, you know, you, yeah. you should probably. You, you have know, to disclose and, and I'll say, a, a filled in. And pool. a lot of the times it doesn't affect, you know, it won't affect the sale of the property, but it's just peace of mind. And, and a sure, buyer yeah. would, would yeah. rather know. Yeah. Um and, and I'll say, and sometimes I'll spin the question back. I'll say, you know, if you were buying this house, is that something that you would want to know? And mm-hmm. they, they would kind of look at me and say, well, yeah, I go, yeah, okay, for sure. well, yeah. you know, in fairness to the to the purchaser, you know, let's do that. But there's some breaking news oh. out of L.A. Okay. Jeff Bezos just bought David Geffen's house in Los Angeles, Uh-oh. making it the highest real estate sale Let's take a guess in Los yeah. Angeles. I'm going to say $40 million. No way. $165 million. What? He bought a nine-acre property in Beverly Hills. Whose house did he buy? David Geffen, another another businessman. Wow. So in comparison, for the average person making, you know, for if you had a $60,000 salary, this would be like spending $75 on a property <laughs> if you compare Jeff Bezos' net worth and salary to what he spent on this That's house. That's incredible. So it's it's... It's. I mean, it's a. It's a drop in the bucket for him. Yeah, it's pocket change. Yeah, imagine. Wow. Imagine those two guys negotiating on a deal. It's like you know they're gonna waste their time negotiating over you know millions couple, of couple million. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like in reality it's like pennies to the dollar yeah. for how much those two are worth. Wow, incredible. What was the price again? One hundred and sixty-five million dollars. The Wall Street oh, Journal. Is, just, that, is that the most expensive house in America right now? I don't think it's in America. Most expensive house in in L.A. In LA, wow. wow! So Jeff Bezos, I think the Hamptons would have some stuff that would rival that. And, and he that just price. had to, didn't he just have to write a check to his uh, wife for fifty? Yeah, billion? he lost half his net worth. Yeah, and he's still the richest man. Yeah, in the world. yeah, and he's still the richest <laughs> yeah. man in the world. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. So he's got a nice new estate in LA. That's just pretty sweet. Uh, are there any questions in terms of disclosure that people ask where you say no, you don't really have to disclose that because it's very minor? Um, a lot of times, a lot of times, uh, the the most minor thing is if somebody. Recently passed away in a house because of natural death, like yeah. you know, or heart attack, whatever. That's not much of an issue, uh, and it kind of gets kind of dissolved because pretty well. I, I mean, if you look at all the houses in, in, in let's say, in Hamilton, yeah, and especially if they're over, you know, a hundred years, years old, old yeah. there's a high probability yeah. somebody might might yeah. have passed away in, in in the odd house. Now, I, I mean, those are minor things, but 
like, but we try to disclose everything because we don't want somebody moving in and having a bad experience mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it becomes a big negative thing. So if we find something, it's, that's why it's always good, everybody, Google the address that you're buying because it'll bring up everything. It'll bring up, you know, when it, you know the for sales. Uh, it'll bring up any Newspaper, news about the house, yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. So Google the address and, and, it, and it'll bring up anything. Like if there was a murder in the house, if there was anything going on yeah. uh, on the house, you know, like let's say a biker gang, you know, you know, had that as their main house, or, <laughs> right? You know, or or a lot whatever. of the times is is you know if there's been you know a roof leak or a, a basement flood or or yeah. whatever, but everything's been fixed. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the times people won't know if they should disclose that or not. Right. Wait, wait, well, so we're in a we're in a we're in a position right now where we're we're going to be listing a house in Port Colborne, mm -hmm. and the sewers overflowed and. Came into, into the, the came into the property. Complete city issue. Now that's something that we're gonna, you know, I feel like we're gonna have to disclose and say, hey, you know, this is what happened with the sewers. It's the a whole city street. problem. The whole yeah, street. and and it came into the property. You know, the house is fine. It's been all redone, but it's something that we're gonna we're right. gonna disclose. It's that peace of mind, yeah. guys. Thanks again for coming in, and uh, thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at nine on nine hundred CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.